You are the biggest hater I know. No. You hate so you can push me. If I've ever heard anything so wicked in my life. Okay, uh, okay. Let me uh, let me know if you got the notification. Uh, I just got mine. Let me know if you can hear me. I said, let me know if you can hear me. You hear me? Huh? Don't say it's low. Don't don't even. F I'm sorry. What? I'm low for real. There's no way. Oh, I know. What raggedy ass headphones you be using? <laughs> yeah. Hold up. Yo, shout out to everybody that's in the chat. I know it's late. I'm sorry, yo, but forgive me. Black Caliber. Hey, Edward. Hey, I'm handling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had a kind of impromptu live. Very, very impromptu live. Very, very impromptu. Okay. Okay. Everybody welcome. Come grab a seat. Everybody come grab a seat. Eight win. I didn't forget you, big bro. I didn't forget you. I did not forget you. Hey Ru, what's happening? Uh Jay Bliss. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I sound good. I sound I sound kind of low. Here y'all go with this low shit again. Okay, let me do this real quick. Let me find Garage Band. You good. They just need to clean the Tootsie Rolls for me. I'm saying, man, like, yeah. Like, I know I, I should be sounding crispy, but just in case, let me pull up lame-ass garage band. <laughs> What's so funny? Empty. Uh, 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 choose. I know, Nick. I should have had this all worked out. I know. But it don't. It's like until you go live, you can't really tell. There I go. I hear myself now. Ooh, I sound crispy. Y'all bugging. You can't hear me. It's not me. It's you. It's not me. It's you. Because I hear myself loud and clear. All right. As y'all file in, make your way to your seats. Let me run the spiel real quick. Uh, uh, heavily flawed individual. Uh, find me 24-7-365 on www.onthewakeofradio.com. Uh, shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Replays can always be found on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Anchor for the Replays. All right, we got a lot to unpack tonight. We got a lot to unpack tonight. And I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, I sound crispy. Wait a minute. La, 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 la. Ooh, that's clipping. Yeah? 
Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. First topic. First topic. Nah, see over you good, bro. I literally just started. And I've been playing around with the motherfucking E. <laughs> Listen. See over in about two months, I'm gonna have this thing mastered. <laughs> Look, I'm I am i am gonna have this thing fucking mastered. Fuck OBS. Ecam live all day. The hell with OBS. You can have OBS. I don't get listen. Shout out to all you OBS uh masters. Fuck OBS. Ecam live. Ecam live. <laughs> Here she go already with the nonsense. Yo, you know what? I don't like where that ticker is. Wait a minute. Hold on, let me just move this ticker up a bit. Wait. Wait, what? Nope. Stop. Move. Nope. Okay, hold up, hold up. Cancel. There we go. There we go. Right behind Andre Agassi. And for those that are like, who's the white dude in the corner? Listen. Why, why is what so low? Why is this? Why is, because when I do the comments, it gets in the way of the ticker. It's not on my face. It was never on my... I just moved it up. What are you talking... Man, you catch up. You behind. Anywho. Shit. Fucking co-host, co-producer. What the fuck she want to be? She's not doing a very good job. Anywho. uh, Got a lot to unpack. Shout out to my man C. Over. One of the best tech channels out here. Please go subscribe to my man C. Over. We need to get him to a thousand. So we can have a, a... He looks like the younger brother of Biggie Smalls. Like... If, if Biggie and, and, and him had like different daddies, you know what I'm saying? Because he got the glasses and he's from New York. You know what I'm saying? So, Maya, hey. <laughs> Wait, nah, nah. I ain't say all that. I ain't say all that. But I had to, I, once I sit down and like clear out two to three hours a day to play with this thing, I, I'll, I, it'll, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. So yeah, if you got a, if you have a MacBook, fuck e, fuck OBS, go eCam live all day, all day, all day. All right, so let's let's get into our first topic of the night: Kanye West versus everybody. Kanye West versus everybody. Let me just say this: well, my question to you guys is: Is Kanye officially correct? That's right. Listen. Put mad respect on the man in the corner that is Andre Agassi. Uh, in my opinion, one of the top five greatest tennis players ever, 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 ever. Okay, ever. Psh. Return game impeccable. He is the one that's credited with the open stance forehand because you know if you play tennis, you usually turn to the side. He and Nick Bollettieri pretty much created the open stance forehand now everybody has an open stance forehand <laughs> thanks to him one of the greatest return of serves ever better than better than Connors better than uh, Jokovic better than I don't know yeah he pretty much is regarded as the best return game in tennis ever ever all right I'm off I'm off my, my Agassi rant um hmm <laughs> See, Nick, I mean, yeah, Mac, it's Mac. So either your, your Apple, the big one, or the MacBook. 
I'm not I'm not going to a PC. I understand this very I know I, I get it. I get it. But for Ecamm Live, it only works for Apple products. So I'm I'm okay with this. Y'all have your alien alienware and all of your custom built machinery. That's great. I'm gonna stay over here with Apple. With Apple. Y'all can have OBS. Fuck that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm cool on OBS. I'm cool. I'm too cool. Um, Kanye West versus everybody. Kanye West versus the world. Kanye West uh, said some said some things about Just Blaze and, and Big Sean. Let me tackle the Big Sean thing first. Okay. Nick says evolve. I'm evolving in the iOS, sir. I'm not. Uh, if I go to a custom PC... No, I won't do it. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep my MacBooks, MacBooks all day. Now I don't have an iPhone. Go figure. But uh, MacBooks all day, all day. So, um, Federer is not better than Agassi. Stop. Stop. I like Federer's game. Federer's tough. But y'all forget Federer caught Agassi when he was on his way out. Okay. And then people forget how Agassi was winning late into his career. His first 10 years on the tour, he didn't give a shit because he was so good, so young, so early. He didn't he didn't appreciate it. It wasn't until he got into his, his early 30s uh, when he won his first Wimbledon against Gordon Ivanisevic. I remember that day like it's, you know, like it was yesterday when he, when he won his first um, because for, for years he rejected Wimbledon because he didn't want to wear all white. Okay, so he was like the first real bad boy. McEnroe was a bad boy, but Agassi took it to another level. And then for years, he'd skip Wimbledon because he didn't want to wear all white. And then the one, I think the second time he, he did enter Wimbledon, he was all white and he won it. And uh, But he started winning into his 30s. And when he was winning, no, there was nobody better than him. And then his second title, I believe, was the Australian, Australian Open. I read his book. It's a very sad book. His dad was an Iranian uh, Olympic athlete of some sorts. And his dad had put a tennis ball and a racket in his crib when he was a kid. And that was the sport he was going to play, whether he had a choice in it or not. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's okay. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm getting sidetracked. (laughs) I'm sorry. Ah, shit. They were talking about this. Man, listen. Kanye West is... First, first people said he was a genius. And then people said he was crazy because of his mental psychotic breaks he was having here and there. Now, all of a sudden, people back on his nuts like he's the genius that... Listen, man. Um, so, his, his, his issue with Big Sean is first because Big Sean is no longer on good music okay people forget big sean is officially out of his contract with good music out of his contract he recouped everything he doesn't owe kanye anything in fact he's about to sue kanye for a a few million okay big sean made so much money (laughs) during his run with good music he he said we need to open the books because i believe you owe me money okay so so Big Sean officially is off good music, has his own label. That's the first issue Kanye has with, with Big Sean. 
Second, and I think most important issue is niggas in politics don't mix. So when Kanye was running for president, which was a joke, we all knew it was. Thanks. I guess you're not fired. <laughs> so uh, when Kanye was running for president, he got mad at Big Sean and a couple other of his guys because they went the Democratic route. And when they were all making fun of Kanye's run for presidency, Big Sean and the others were uh, prompted by the Democrats to promote the Democrat ticket. Okay. That's why he's mad at Big Sean. Niggas in politics don't mix. Okay. Kanye's dead ass wrong for what he said about Big Sean. Dead wrong. Dead, dead wrong. Dead wrong. And, and listen, Big Sean is a great artist. Don't sleep on Big Sean's progress from his first album to his last one. Progress. Production. Uh, rhyme scheme. Lyrics. Like Big Sean is, and, and he has commercial hits. Shout out to De- Detroit. He's from Detroit. If, I'm, if I remember correctly. Nick, he's one of your guys. All right. Okay. Conspiracy, I see you. And, and and now all of a sudden Kanye is, you know, they're letting him run free and wild. And he's he's talking all types of reckless shit. Kanye is wrong uh, for, against Big Sean. I'm I'm dying to hear what Big Sean has to say on on his his when he gets to drink champs, because he posted a photo and said, "Hey nigga, I was just with you, not too long ago. So where's all this coming from?" Okay. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Y'all know how I get. Yeah, like even Nori was like, what do you mean the worst thing? How do you call one of your biggest selling artists? Now, now mind you, I think nobody sold more more albums or more units than Big Sean on good music. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Okay, so financially, Big Sean is a, a huge, was a huge asset to good music. Okay. And people don't understand that Kanye didn't really run good music like that. He would sign you and you were kind of on your own. Right. Same issue Tiana Taylor had with Kanye was like, hey, I'm new to this. Um, You were an artist in my position. So he didn't. He wasn't very hands on. He was like, if you know what you're doing, here's a check. Now go play. Pusha T never complained about the lack of time Kanye spent because Pusha T is a well-seasoned artist and for wherever he was getting his monies from to, f- to keep him floating in between projects because he wasn't producing projects like that. It was Big Sean. Big Sean was keeping the lights on at good music. It was Big Sean. All right. So for him to come out the way he uh, against Big Sean, that's that's some sucker shit. Kanye's, Kanye's, Kanye on some sucker shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was just with him. So he was kind of blindsided by that. Now, uh, yeah, he's from Detroit. Okay, I was right. I was right. Yo, his mixtapes was, Big Sean has has grown leaps and bounds. Big Sean is a, is a good artist. He's a good artist. Good artist. He ain't never let a feature kind of outshine him. He's always been on point. He's never had a bad album, a mediocre album. His albums have have been good or great. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know Big Sean wrote most of graduation for Kanye. Listen, and then we're going to get to Kanye because y'all give Kanye way too much credit as far as his, his rhyming. Sci High the Prince wrote a lot of his shit. Consequence wrote a lot of his shit. Rhyme Fest. Nobody mentions Rhyme Fest, his original ghost writer. Let me get into all this. We're going to unpack all this shit tonight. Okay. Because uh, motherfuckers uh, 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 waving his Kanye flag like he's. Nah. Nah. Wait. T- two chains was. Nah. Nobody. So- Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm more than sure nobody sold more units on good on good music as an artist than Big Sean. I'm almost certain of that. Detroit versus everybody. That was Big Sean. Sure was. Uh, the only way Kanye flip is to say he didn't know how. She, I, 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 like, like I said, I don't know where the headspace uh, of, of Kanye is in. Yeah, go watch the Drink Champs episode. Kanye talking real greasy, real greasy about everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with signing to an artist, an artist run label. I've said this to time and time again. You cannot outshine the master. You cannot. The only one that, that has done it right, technically, was Master P and Lil Wayne. The best and greatest successes of artist run labels to me is, is master P and Lil Wayne because they took their egos out of it. Nine times out of 10, if you sign to an artist run label, you're going to get shitted on. You're going to get forgotten. Remember what happened with, uh, Shauna's issue against, uh, with Ludacris. Okay. Remember that was Shauna's issue with Ludacris. He was like, she was like, yo, he didn't give us no promo. He wouldn't let he would let anybody try to get bigger than him. Okay. Uh TI. What what happened with a homeboy? Young Dro. Young Dro had next. Everybody said Young Dro had next. Shoulder Link was a was a monster hit. And where is Dro now? So you find me an artist run label, and I'm pretty sure it, it it's only the artist that that's successful. And none of the none of the signees. Which is why Two Chains is such a, a miraculous story. Two Chains went; he was signed to DTP. He asked to be released because he there was friction between him and Luda because, you know, Two, two Chains understood like I can't be here with this nigga because I'm I know I'm gonna be bigger than this nigga at some point. And there was friction. You you heard the shots back and forth on on the records. And then once Two Chains left, Two Chains had a good three year run on Def Jam. It was just all two chains and Luda couldn't do shit about it. Let's not, let us not forget. Okay. What do you mean? Those weren't rumors. We, kn- okay. Well, those from Chicago and Chicago Heights and the Chicago land area, we all knew who was writing for Kanye. <laughs> That's why we listen to New Yorkers and LA cats be like, Oh, Kanye got bars. And we'd be like, no, he doesn't. Yeah. He'd be having niggas write for him. You know? What? Y'all need to go look up Rhymefest. Rhymefest had an album. Uh, was it, it was it either Virgin or Interscope? He is now in in politics in Chicago. He's he is an alderman. He's either an alderman or a councilman. But Rhymefest was nasty. 
Rhymefest was nasty. Wait, wait, wait. My man Paul from the UK. <laughs> I'm rocking Snow Leopard on my vintage MacBook. Still better than Windows. Oh, dang. Okay, okay. Paul, I'll I'll give you this. But, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll, I'll say Sampras owned Agassi for a good amount of years. But once Agassi learned how to win and close out matches, he was unbeatable. Y'all forget, he beat everybody to get to his titles. Everybody that used to that, that they used to kill. Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm going back to tennis real quick. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, who was who was Agassi's biggest rivals? It was Sampras. It was Courier. He had Stefan Edberg. You still had old man Thomas Ivan uh, uh, Lindell. Ivan Lindell was still hanging on. Boris Becker. Okay, he beat all those dudes. Once he finally started how to know how to win, they all had their runs. They used to go. Agassi would get to the finals. He'd get to the semis, and he would come across one of these guys, and they would they would own him. Even Andres Gomez, who beat him in the French one year, I remember that match. Um, but once Agassi started winning at that first Wimbledon, y'all forget he's one of the one of the five, one of five or six players to win a Grand Slam. Do you understand? He's won. Every tournament on every surface, all the majors on every surface. He's one of the few to do that. Okay. Once he won that first Wimbledon, it was lights out. And he'd run through all of them. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Trust me. But Sampras, Sampras is, I mean, he, his first serve is, is a monster. But once Agassi started winning, Sampras was no longer a problem. Courier, Courier had a good run. Uh, Boris Becker had a, a a good run, but once Agassi start, started winning, that was it. And he did he was doing this in his thirties. Everybody else was winning in their twenties. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I remember I twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of cats left DTP. Exactly. Forgot about Young Drew. Young Drew had a monster record. Soderling was the shit. And we're like, where's the album? People ask Tip, where's the album? You know? <laughs> what do you say? The shit look like poking bean. <laughs> some, some poking bean. Like, what is poking bean? <laughs> My girl got a girlfriend. Chevy Blue like whirlwind. <laughs> Come on, young Joe. <laughs> Come through, young Joe. <laughs> um, Yeah, Lil Wayne lets his artist shine. Lil Wayne... And Master P, the perfect blueprints on how artists should run their their, their labels. I th- there's not an artist-run label that has done it better than those two. If there is, please come get me. Shoulder broke from leaning. Man, Luda had Chingy too. Yeah, yeah. I'm so behind on the on these on these on comments. Please forgive me, y'all. But we're gonna get into it. I just want to acknowledge everybody's comments. Iggy was supposed to replace Nick. Yeah, that didn't turn out so well. Um, I've heard the the stealing of the money from Universal. Okay, hear me out. Now, we know how greedy record labels are, okay? Record labels are, are quick to do what? They're quick to sue until Universal files a lawsuit for misappropriation of funds against Master P 
to me, it's, it's all speculation. I've heard those rumors too. But if it's one thing you're not going to do is steal money from a record label. Listen, they are, they, they are Jewish corporations, conglomerates. They watch every penny. You're not going to steal or swindle your label and, and not think it's, they're going to, you know what I'm saying, not do something about it. I've heard the rumors too. I've heard it too. All right. Yeah, right. And we're going we gonna to get into all that. I just want to, I just want to get to everybody's comments. There's so many fucking comments. All day. Luda was, you know, and I'm, I'm not, nothing against Luda, but it is what it, it is what it is. As soon as I heard Ham, hot, yeah, <laughs> I knew what South 2 wrote it. Sean J from Field Mob. Yeah. DTP could have been one of the greatest, one of the great black owned labels. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a I had a few pairs of, of, of the um of those Agassi trainers. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me get back to this. Okay. So then now let's get to the second issue. Kanye West versus Just Blaze. Let me take a sip. Listen, I guess he had issues, man. This dude was wearing a wig before he was 30. I mean, I read his book and I I, I really resonated with Agassi because he says how he will sleep on the floor because of his back. And I'm like, oh my God, I sleep on the floor too because of my back. Because he, he has really bad back issues. And um, he sleep on the floor. I mean, his dad was fucking, and his dad was like Vegeta and he was like Trunks with the training and then his issues with Nick Bolletary. And he went through some shit, you know. Um, he had his drug issues that he was wearing. A wig. So all that time we thought it was his hair. That was a fucking wig. He's wearing uh, weave and hair pieces because he was balding so early. And, and, and he's balling so early in his 20s. And then, um, you know, at the, at, I believe after Wimbledon, he finally cut his hair off. And then with Australian 95, I believe, Australian Open, we saw him wearing a, a, a scarf and we knew he cut his hair off. I was like, oh shit, it's the new Agassi. He cut his hair off. And he was, and he was whooping ass ever since. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting off track, but just forgive me. Uh, <laughs> Sly Turner. <laughs> All right. Kanye West versus just blaze. Willie North out of Phoenix, Arizona. I remember him. Matter of fact, my man's, we used to hang with that dude. <laughs> Willie North Pole, that's right. Big buff black dude with a bunch of tattoos. This nigga was from Arizona. He's a, e- either Phoenix or Glendale. Phoenix, Glendale, Flagstaff. He was from Arizona. And uh, I didn't even know who the nigga was. But my man's, and then we, we used to run with that, hang with that dude. Didn't know who he was. Didn't know at the time. He had the one song with Mary J. Blige when he went to, um, he went to, when he signed to, to, to G unit, if I remember correctly. Right. Starlito. Starlito wrote a lot. He gets, he doesn't get mentioned. Thank you. Blue, blue mate. Yes. Starlito gets, gets, gets no credit for that shit. You know? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Sly is Kanye. 
Man, listen, we I I'ma walk, I'ma I'ma lay out my, the best thing that, that I can for this. So Kanye West versus Just Blaze. So the whole thing is he called Kanye West a copycat based off what happened with the Blueprint album. Now, to be fair, uh the soul samples did not start or end with Kanye. Okay, we had Jay Dilla. Now, people people want to say, well, Kanye did the, the sped up vocals, the chopped up, sped up vocals. He didn't start that either. But let's continue. We had Jay Dilla before Kanye. Um, uh, you had the greats Pete Rock and uh, and and um, DJ Premier with the samples, the RZA with the samples, right? And y'all forget Kanye's first album. People kept complaining about the repetitive use of the sped up samples. Now this is industry behind the scenes shit. Okay. I knew his, I knew one of his attorneys. It was a, it was a woman, beautiful woman. I forget her name. Nope. I believe it was Heather Beverly out of Chicago. She is married to the son of, uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays, right? Heather Beverly is a beautiful woman. And I mean a beautiful, just spirit woman. And I had used her a couple times uh, for, 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 for business. But at one point she was Kanye's, I believe, like his direct attorney. And that nigga racked up so much uh, fees and samples for that first album. And, uh, and then the label heads were like, yo, the songs are great, but fuck these fucking chopped up, sped up, you know, you're using too many samples and we're tired of hearing the same, you keep speeding them shits up, you know, the chipmunk shit, okay, the chipmunk effect, that nigga, that nigga, the label spent out so much money, well, he, he, he paid out the money, but so much money in samples, <laughs> he didn't make no real money off that first album. Com, you know, compared to what he would have made had he not used so many samples. But then if he didn't use the samples, you wouldn't have the songs off that first album that would be, many, would be considered a classic. Now, so they bring in the white boy. The white boy named John Bryant. Because if, you, if your ears are tuned, you know it's a stark difference sonically from the first to the second to the third albums. Okay, less samples, more music, more music, more playing, more keys and notes and more instruments. Right. At first, he would bring John in to play the samples. This is what a lot of producers do. So, like, I'll take my guys, for example. So my team that I used to work with still kind of do kind of sort of. Josh would find the samples, chop and screw the shit up, chop it up, whatever. My man 12, he would play, he would either play over it or he would actually play this shit because he can he could play by ear. He would play the notes of the sample and then we would either replace the sample or play on top of the sample to kind of hide the sample and fatten up the sound a little bit. Okay. So he bring in the white boy to play whatever samples um, that Kanye used, whatever for whatever instruments to kind of get away from the sample sound and to save money. Sirius Jones, DTP, they sure did. DTP had a, a stacked roster, but Ludacris fucked it all up. I'm sorry. 
Ryan, Ryan Fest wrote a lot of that shit. Yeah, Field Mob. Wow, yeah, you're right. You're right. Horror stories, man. I'm going to shout out your childhood. That's what I'm here for. All right? I mean, I'm so behind on the comments. Please forgive me, y'all. I'm trying to get through these comments. <laughs> All right, so... uh that's why Master P would never retire. Uh, he chose he chose to have a weave. Mu- I mean, it's funny to us now, but this Andre's whole image, man, it was the youth and the girls and the hair. You know what I'm saying? Like that was part of his marketing package was the hair. You know, he had these bright colors and uh, he signed a... At one point, he signed a 10-year deal with Nike worth $100 million. This kid, I mean, Agassi was bigger than tennis at one point. And a lot of the old heads did not like Agassi. I remember the match with him and Connors. It was like one of Connors' last matches. It was the U.S. Open. I believe Connors had got to the semifinals, and the, the crowd was so against Agassi. And Andre whooped that old man's ass. The, the One of the most famous comments out of that crowd was like, oh, uh... Connors, you're a legend. He's a punk. And that soundbite was a big thing in tennis. And Andre ripped through Connors. He ripped through McEnroe because they were on their, they were on the way out. You know what I'm saying? They were old heads still playing for the love of the game, trying to hang on. And, you know, Agassi would cut through these, cut through the old heads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, y'all get me off track. Man, techie. I just came in. It's, it's up. We all can. <laughs> Cash Money had the best run out of them all still running. Yeah. Yeah. But Birdman wasn't an artist at the time. So could you consider Cash Money an artist-run label? Because at the time, I wouldn't have considered um, Baby an artist. And plus, he had Slim on the side, too. But I I, I, I give you, they're, they're, the, they're the last ones standing. Last men standing as far as record label-wise. I give you that all day long. But I mean, as far as best, like, strictly artist like this, I'm an artist. This is my label. That goes to to I believe that goes to Wayne and P because P came out as an artist, correct? I don't think Birdman and and in the beginning was an artist per se. Like he kind of slowly just bullied his way into the onto songs and shit like that, and you know, a weave mullet. Y'all gonna leave? Listen, don't make no more Agassiz slander. God damn it. <laughs> No more Agassi slander. Fuck all this dumb shit. <laughs> Check this out. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so Kanye West. So you had a bunch of soul sampling, sampling producers long before Kanye that, in my opinion, still do it better than Kanye, even did it better than Kanye. Is, are you going to sit here and tell me, you, you give me five of Kanye's best sampled songs. And I can't give you five of DJ Premier's best sample songs. You telling me a DJ Premier sample song couldn't go head to head with Kanye's best sampled songs? You know what I'm saying? Eric Sermon. Um, um, Lord Dick. Uh, was, it, was it Lord Digger from Digging in the Crates? Diamond D knows guys. The old, old heads. Right? I think his name was Lord Digger. Right? Um, um, DJ Evil D Bootcamp Click I, And I mean the original Like out of New York Them, them guys 
So you had a lot of a lot of East Coast guys on the on the sampling thing. You know what I'm saying? So for Kanye to come at Just Blaze, so let me get to so let me get to this. So they bring in the white boy to help fatten his sound, to expand his musical horizons, to for him to help him go go commercial at a, at a cheaper cost because the samples was costing too much money. And you've heard me say this time and time again. You know, artists that rely on samples, man, nigga, what are you doing? Okay. And then we freak. Then don't forget, don't forget. Kanye was a part of a production duo. Kanye did not make beats by himself. He had a partner that he snaked out of Chicago Heights. Y'all forget the nigga was supposed to be in New York with Kanye that night. And he went to New York. He lied to his business partner, said some shit went down. It didn't go through. And Kanye booked a fucking plane to New York without his, without his production partner. Okay. This is the Kanye that you motherfuckers want to call a genius and all this extra shit. All right. So, so yeah, they bring in the white boy and his sound has forever been different. Okay. Now don't get me wrong. Producers grow and yes, you bring in help to help create your sound and get you to get you a different sound, teach you some things some basic chords and keys, some basic music theory to help, you know, widen your sound. Eventually, if you're a decent producer, you should have learned to play the piano by then. Dr. Dre had to learn to pian- play the piano. Swiss Beats can now play the piano. All these guys in the beginning couldn't play a piano. Okay? Y'all pay attention. In the beginning, none of these great producers, y'all, y'all put on these pedestals, couldn't even play a fucking piano. Not until like they were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years into, into, into their careers. Now you see them on, now they, now they'll, you know, on purpose. Hey, yo, yo, come, come see this. Then, then, then they'll get on the piano, start playing. Niggas wasn't doing that shit when they first came out. Niggas don't show you how good they, they are until they get good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. So who wrote for Kanye? Ryan Fest. People forget about Ryan Fest. Uh, Ryan Fest, one of the orig- one of Kanye's original ghostwriters, and I, I don't want to call him a ghostwriter because he got his credits though. Ryan Fest, nasty with the pen, nasty with the pen. All right, um, shit. Sci High the Prince, oh, ugly, just ugly. We got consequence. <laughs> Come on, Kanye is like the Midwest version of Dr. Dre. There I said it, because he. We love to mention how many producers Dr. Dre has on staff. Y'all, y'all want to sit here and tell me how good would Dr. Dre be without Scott Storch or Mike Elizondo, the Mexican that plays the bass, right? Because I hate, I hate when I have discussions with people when it comes to Dr. Dre. And the first thing I, I, first thing I ask people is how good would Dr. Dre be without Scott Storch and Mike Elizondo? Who's Mike Elizondo? Sam Sneed. This is before you get to Daz. And, and 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 battle cat okay shout out to battle cat okay so any great producer has an insular shield around them of go-to guys they can kind of pick and pull from or give them direction but don't don't play scott storch when he was scott storch okay 
Kanye is a genius when it get come when it when it comes to the beats. Okay. Okay. Once again, take away the white boy from him. <laughs> the white boy from I hate y'all tonight. I hate y'all tonight. <laughs> ah, you ready to say DJ Clue? Uh, no, 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 no. Right. He ain't a rapper. He had games, but I remember that. I remember that. I'm so behind these comments. Please forgive me, y'all. I, I kind of want everybody to kind of get to get their shine on tonight. As uh, as I as I just talk shit about Kanye. Right, Birdman was not a not not a rapper at first. I, that's why I tend to lean on that side. But um, okay. So back to Kanye versus Just Blaze. Um, I don't know about y'all. Just Blaze is a musician, and they all were into the soul sampling. But Just Blaze is a musician first. I, I would implore anybody to go watch him recreate the beat for he did for uh Oh New York uh Welcome to New York City. Oh my god. Yeah, welcome to New York City. Watch him do that do that track and how he the process he went through. You don't sit here and tell me Kanye is on that it can touch that guy production wise. After this tonight, tomorrow, go watch how Just Blaze did. Uh, Welcome to New York City. And matter of fact, I remember when the record came out, we were like, "Yo, where's the sample from?" Welcome to New York City. We we're like, "What sample is that from?" He, that was him. He did that shit. We were, we were all trying to find a sample because this is what we do. We would go uh, either we would get the first listen to these to these albums, and the first thing we would ask is, "Okay, give us the samples list so we can go." listen to the samples and see what y'all see what you guys did. That's how we all kind of like study each other. You go, you go see what samples they use. Okay. Uh, let me get caught up. DJ quick. How much did quick contribute to Dr. Dre's sound? The beat miners, the beat nuts, the Puerto Rican cats. Come on, man! Kanye ain't Kanye ain't didn't break the mold with this shit, man. All right. So, yeah. So you know the story too. Yeah, he left his ass with. Yeah, he left his motherfucking nigga. In Chicago, the nigga's still there now. <laughs> I ain't trying to make fun of the dude, and and people be trying to get him to to, to come out and, and tell his story. He won't do it. He won't do it. No ID. Kanye's mentor has an A and R gig over at um. Do I, do I want to say Sony? He has a big A and R gig now. No ID was Kanye's mentor. Timberland, ooh, ooh. Timberland. What no, you know what? Listen, I'm I'm gonna go Pharrell. I'll take Pharrell and Chad uh over everybody. 
maybe except track masters. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I know this is a side rant. I, I would take the Neptunes, and I mean Chad and Pharrell, against anybody except the track masters. The track masters are what gave New York its sound in the 90s, even though they stole some songs from us. Fuck them niggas, but still, I respect their work. Okay? <laughs> ah, shit. All right, I'm getting caught up. I'm not getting, I'm getting caught up. No, it shouldn't break your heart because producers burn out. Just like rappers, MC, they burn out. You need to keep people around you to keep the shit going, to give you inspiration and, and new thoughts and ideas. Niggas burn out. Teddy Riley, the Neptunes. Y- y'all forget? Teddy Riley burned out years ago, decades ago. Chatting, chatting motherfucking, uh, them niggas. The whole DMV area. So Teddy is Teddy, Timberland, Devante, Chad and Hugo, or Chad and Pharrell and Hugo. Or, yeah. Okay? So any producer worth his weight in gold, you get you a bunch of young beat makers and you sign them to fucking deals and you pay them some fucking money and they crank out you a hundred beats a week and you take all the lion's share on the back end. What, what, this is, this is old shit. This ain't nothing new. Come on y'all. All right. I'm getting caught up. I'm getting caught up. Yeah. Bismarcky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Molly Mall, the symphony. What are we talking about? What, what are we talking about? So let's get into it. Kanye West versus Just Blaze. He accused Just Blaze of being a copycat. Now I will say this: I remember years ago, people don't give Bink Dog. I always, I always sing Bink Dog's praises. Niggas be like, Bink who? Bink who? Bink Dog out of Virginia. Bink Dog is out of Virginia. Bink Dog was on those early Rough Rider records. Um, he was on uh, the 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 one rapper that got killed early, A Million. He was on that record or on that album. Bink Dog has a discography, and then he changed the name to just Bink. But Bink and Just had very very similar sounds. And for years, Bink low-key accused Just of stealing his sound. That is a fair criticism. If you said to me, Sly, I think Bink, you know, him saying Just is a, is a copycat of him is, is, is right. I would say you're right and exact. I agree with you. Listen, go listen to them old, early Just Blaze drums, the samples. That's, that's Bink dog all day long. But for whatever reason... Bink never achieved the level of success that um, Just has. Don't get me wrong. Don't sleep on Bink. Bink's still producing. Like, Bink's still making records for people. But he never got that that, that notoriety that, that Just Blaze did. So now let's, let's get back to Just Blaze versus Kanye West. If you're asking me who's a better producer, I'm going Just Blaze. Just Blaze don't need no John Bryant. Do you guys... 
Does anybody follow Just on Instagram? Do you see what the fuck he's, he, he just does by himself? And he's always been like that. Okay? Like, Just Blaze don't need no John Bryant. Okay? Just Blaze didn't need a John Bryant. Doesn't need a John Bryant. Yeah, Sam Sneed is, Sam Sneed was a man. Quick as a musician, all day. Musicians always win. So like, them old heads, because they don't like hip-hop producers because all the all the sampling and shit. Listen, I've had this argument before, this discussion before. I'm, I take the side of the old heads. Musicianship always will win out because it always comes back to music theory to a certain extent. You have to come back and learn how to structure a song. Chords, keys, octaves, scales. Okay? It always comes... That, that's what they don't know going in. And then when they grow and it's some years into the business, then they come back to the same theory they either rejected or didn't think they needed. That sampling shit only goes so far. That's, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Wavy Cam, I see you. I see you. Okay, exactly. If Kanye's a genius, what does that make Diddy? Because y'all ain't never seen Diddy on a, on a fucking piano or on a fucking mix board. I mean, unless it's for a photo shoot. You know? I'm not, I'm not saying they can't orchestrate a song. Orchestrating a song is something, you know, producers... <sighs> the roles have changed and the lines have been blurred over the last 20 years as to what a producer does. You know what I'm saying? Kanye is the Elon Musk of hip hop. Okay, if you believe Elon Musk is the genius behind Tesla, I don't know what else to tell you. If you believe Elon Musk is as intelligent as the media makes you believe, have you listened to this motherfucker talk? Did you watch him on MKHB when he's interviewing this dude? This dude's not a fucking genius. This dude's a dummy. Never mind. Let me get on with with the show. Um, Huggy, <laughs> okay, I see you, bro. Who I got? Mike Dina, John Bryant. Woo! Shit. I can't. That's a tie to me. Like either one of those guys will get you a hit. I can't pick one over the other. I can't. I can't. Kanye is a genius at concepts versus technical skills. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Sure. 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate you. I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay. If you believe, you know, yeah. Motherfuckers don't motherfuckers sleep on, on just man. Like just got some nasty fucking snares and percussion on his tracks, but I, I okay. Back to Kanye versus Just. I'm going to go Just Blaze every time over Kanye. I don't give a fuck how many records Kanye sold. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because guess what? Um, Just Blaze added to Kanye's repertoire. He he gave new life uh, to, to, to Rockefeller when the Philly, when the Philly boys came up. Come on, man. Y'all, we, we talk... Freeway and, and, and Benny Siegel. Ah, oh, come on, stop. Are we are we going here right now? Like, are we are we gonna go right there? Just just blaze. Like, give this man his due. 
Like his his tracks fit them Philly niggas with a glove. State property, come on. Niggas is hey, all day, bro. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I, hey, I, I'm I'm a Bink Dog fan because I remember Bink Dog back ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. That's the Bink I knew. Okay. Nick don't, Nick don't do it Nick don't don't do it Nick don't do it don't do it yeah I mean yo listen quick has so me I hit production credit he has songs he didn't re, he didn't even realize he produced like he got credit for that's how much his, his expansive his catalog is battle cat the same way battle cat got songs out here he didn't even, he, he doesn't remember producing like he got credits for shit that he didn't even it's like oh I, I did that like that's how deep these guys production catalog it goes a Banks, thank you for the super chat. Holy shit. Oh, hey, yeah, shit. Yeah, bro. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Hell yeah. Because I'm broke. I need the money. Kanye had a machine behind him. Listen, and and and, and listen, I don't take nothing away from all the greats, but if you're great, you get burned out and you have to keep bringing in new talent. The, the key is finding proper new talent that can be groomed and molded and will follow directions and that can actually do something with the equipment. Okay, but man, once again, A Banks, thank you, bro. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what's up. Big Crit can sample better than Kanye. When you say sample better, you mean pick better samples, or do something better with the sample in production? Is that what you mean? There's two different ways you can go with, with that. The beat nuts are Dominican Colombian. Okay. Yes, uh, Common's third album, no, the one that no, no idea executive produced, flawless, flawless. Okay, did I catch that? Uh, so I'm not gonna go. I can't pick Mike Dina or John Bryan. I either one, I, I can't. Either one. Okay, Polo to Don fell out of favors with Jimmy Iovine. Um, he still does production. But he's nowhere near what drugs, coke, girls. He lost focus. He is where Dr. Dre, that was supposed to be Polo. I've said this before, and time and time again, I'm keep saying it. Where Dr. Dre is right now with, with Iveen, that was supposed to be Polo to Don. Jimmy Iveen loved Polo. Like, that was his nigga. Like, that was his guy. Like, that was his guy. Like, y'all see how tight. Dre and Jimmy I was times 10 with Polo. He loved Polo. Polo didn't stay focused. I didn't say I don't fuck with Timbo. What I'm saying is you give me Chad and Pharrell against the world. <laughs> I'm going with them against the world. <laughs> okay. I love Timbo, but don't stop playing with me when it comes to fucking uh, the Neptunes, bro. Y'all better stop this shit. Tone is a piece of shit, but you know, they gave New York their sound in the, in the 90s and in, in early 2000s. Dungeon Family is dope. Shout out to my guy, um, Jarvis Blackshear. Jarvis Blackshear engineered um, the AT Aliens album and a couple, like he's, like, he's like their main engineer. But my man, Jarvis Blackshear, Dungeon Family all day long. 
I agree. New York, New York 90s, yeah. In the 90s and 2000s, yeah, it was pretty much one sound. It was pretty much Trackmasters was like responsible for a lot of that sound, you know. Uh, I like Justice League. They're solid. Oh, y'all, y'all forget um, who brought in uh, what's his name? The Green Eye, the Green Eye dude, the big Rock Wilder. Who, who is that under? Who did he come under? I forget. Who did Rock Wilder come under? What was it? Timberland or, or Eric Sermon? Somebody remind me. I, I be forgetting. Rock Wilder. Who did he come under? Dark Child is, eh, you know, yeah. Haitian Fab, thank you, bro. If you're a smaller fish, how do you avoid getting your work stolen? You can't. There's no such thing as getting, avoiding. You're going to get, it's a rite of passage. Like, take it like this. For them to steal your shit, you're onto something. Just got to be a little bit more careful um, as to who you pass it out to. But you 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 don't know who, when you submit it to an A, say if you get to an A&R, and A&R is like, hey, are you you new guy you do beats okay give me give me your give me a cd or give me your, your list of beats whatever and he plays it for whom, whomever he play he'll play it for a room of people or he'll play it for the artist then the artist be like hey i like this track but i want my guy to get a piece of the action he'll give it to his guy and his guy will take a piece of your work and add on top of it or reconfigure it and it'll sound like your shit but it'll be like some some other shit so that's there's you can't avoid it shit getting stolen you just can't you just can't there's no way, no way, no way. I mean, these guys are walking around with fucking locked hard drives. This is what the, this is how bad it got. So what we would do is we would take the after the recording session, we would take the hard drive home with us at night, or keep it under lock and key for the next morning, and shit still got leaked. You know, so there's nothing you can really stop. And and back then the technology was not as as advanced as it was now as far as downloading uh copying you know what i'm saying all type ripping beats and shit like that you know what i'm saying so there's no way you can avoid your shit getting stolen if somebody wants it bad enough and they're going to steal it they're going to do it but consider it a, a, a backhanded compliment you know sorry <laughs> he said being with the apostrophe uh, uh yes or with the exclamation point yes yes Half a mil, that was his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I'm behind on these motherfucking comments. Holy shit. Um, Chad Butler, a.k.a. Y'all like Pimp C's beats like that? Wait, 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 wait. Respectfully. Like, Pimp C was, his beats was, was, was cool like that? Because I, I didn't like, um... What was the album? The, the Sweet Jones, Sweet James, something. I was like, oh, it's okay, it's cool. And then he, you know, I found out he produced. It. I was like, oh, it's cool. I, I don't know. Maybe that's me. Oh, thank you, hun. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they all steal. Everybody steals from each other. But the good ones. The same thing when Quincy Jones and those guys came up. Stevie Wonder. Like you can, you listen to enough music, you can hear similar chords here and there throughout other people's everybody steals or borrows or uh creative license or creative interpretations you know what i'm saying so everybody kind of steals here's the thing there's 88 keys on the piano okay there are 88 keys on the piano every note combination in musical theory 
has been already played. You understand? This is music theory. 88 keys on a keyboard, on a piano. Every note combination you can ever imagine has already been played. Okay? So when you're on the piano and you think you came up with something dope, guess what? It's been done before. That's all. Okay? So you're not you're not on a you're not on a on a on a piano creating something that's no. Like those first few notes, the first scale, it's been done to death before, long before you. Okay? Dame Grease, you know, who, see, <laughs> y'all can have Kanye. I, I'm going Just Blaze all day. Just Blaze is a musician and a musician first. Prince hated sampling. Gene Simmons from Kiss hated sampling. All them old heads that understood how much it took to create uh, a song you got you got to understand why they hate sampling. It's like beyond cheating. You know? That's why you you can't feel bad when when De La Soul got sued by the Turtles. When Biz Marquis got sued uh by De, uh, was it David Bowie? No, no, no. When Vanilla Ice got sued by David Bowie. Like you can't be mad at these guys. Like if you uh, Okay, so the average producer with an SP or with with the machine uh, it spends about what ten hours on a track. You know, multiply that times three, four, five for a real musician. And I'm talking musicians that still write the fucking the the note the sheet the sheet notes out. You know, that write the shit note by note. Sit on the piano. Ding 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 ding. Write it. Ding 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 ding. Go back. And this is what that's 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 they that's what the old heads do. They sit sit at the piano. Come up with some, you know, a couple chords, and then write this shit down. And a couple more, a couple more chords, and then write this shit. Down. That is, that is musicianship. Sampling some shit uh, on the fucking Fruity Loops and, and on your fucking Cubase. Come on, get the fuck out of here. The song's already been set. The song's already made. You're just taking a piece of a finished product and then dumping some shit on top of it. This is why nobody respects hip hop like that. And I'm sorry. I, it's great that new, the new the young heads giving these old these old heads some some new infused blood and some new shining shit. But stop the bullshit, man! I'm I always gonna go with with the old heads. I see how I've seen musicians. I've seen it. There's no way you can sit here and tell me a nigga with a fucking uh, a sampler is out, is doing more than a motherfucker with a, with a fucking uh, piece of a uh, uh, with an instrument. Stop! Stop! Motherfuckers don't even read sheet music anymore. So, so you're going to sit here and tell me, okay, let's play this dumbass game. You want to sit here and tell me, give me five of your greatest producers right now. Give me five of your hip hop's greatest producers right now. Give me five of your greatest producers, hip hop right now. I'll name two guys that will eat them all alive in, in, in production. You ready? So let me get up on these comments. Give me five of your greatest producers alive right now for hip hop, hip hop only. Don't give me a hip hop. Don't give me R&B. Don't give me jazz. Give me five of your best hip-hop producers right now. I'm going to name two white dudes. I'm going to name two. I'm going to name a a German and a Jew. (laughs) What? Yay? 
Shut up. Let me cook. Okay. Thank you. I'm waiting for y'all to list five of your, five of your best. And I'm going to name two dudes that will eat them alive. You ready? Here we go with the butts. But slide. Give me five. I'm so behind these comments. Yo, and, and no diss to Duro, but Duro, his engineering. I t- okay. If Duro is a, is a great engineer to y'all, okay. I remember Rick Rock out of uh, North, 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 North Cali, out of Oakland, right? Oakland, uh, Sacramento. I remember Rick Rock. We used to hang with him before he got his deal years ago. He would come down to where we were at. I didn't know who the fuck he was. He was somebody important. <laughs> so I remember. What about Missy Production? Sonically, she's up there with Quincy. Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. That, don't do that. That's Quincy. Motherfuckers didn't even know Quincy did that motherfucking song used on, on uh, uh, what's, what's the goddamn song, baby? The goddamn Austin Powers shit. The fucking theme song. Niggas didn't even know Quincy did that shit. Don't play with me right now. Paul, let's not have this kind of, no, Paul, don't do this. That's Quincy Jones. Austin Powers. Stop. 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 <laughs> Let me get on these comments. I need y'all five best producers hip hop wise. I'm going to name two Europeans. I'm going to name two Europeans. Alchemist is dope. I fuck with Alchemist. I'm so behind these comments. Havoc is dope. Havoc, Havoc is dope. This sounds underrated. Wait, wait. Thank you, Omari. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just talking my shit right now because I'm full of alcohol and aloe vera and pineapple juice. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Give me five of your best producers. I'm going to name two Europeans and this is it's, and it's game over. Okay? I'm waiting. Q-tip is, is dope. Q-tip is dope. I, I, I do talk to Lazante. Yeah, whenever she's ready to come back, I'll bring her back. Yeah, that was all track, man. They, he, was signed to, he was signed to them during that album. But I, I, I want, I want, you, I want your, your five best hip-hop producers, and I'm going to show you the difference between hip-hop production and just music. You ready? Okay, Underground Kings was a dope album with the beats. He was the only one still incorporating live instruments. Okay, I'll give you that, Techie. I'll give you that. Uh, Manny Fresh with, 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 with uh, what's the, the bassist. What's his name? Wolf? Yeah, Manny Fresh was, was kept, kept live musicians on, on deck. Shout out to Manny Fresh. He said, fuck that. Let me be great on the keys. <laughs> Dark Man X was good, bro. Was good, was good, was good, was good, was good. James Brown's putting cases. Man, come on. I'm going I'm, to I'm show him. I'm going to learn him. Hold up. Y- y'all got your five best? You got the you got your, you got your five lined up. <laughs> I said not too, not too, not too. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Okay, now you ready for my my two picks? Are you ready for my two picks? Now, once again, I'm going to show you the difference between hip hop production and music. You ready? Wait, let me get it caught up. Let me get caught up. I'm almost. I'm on. All right. You're, okay. Here we go. You ready? Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer. Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer. Hip hop, go sit the fuck down. Hip hop, go sit the fuck down. Okay? Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman. Hip hop, go sit the fuck down somewhere in the corner. The adults sit here. Okay? That's music. Hell, Hans by his goddamn self. Sit the fuck down, hip hop, at the kitty table. Sit down at the kitty table. The adults, this for the this for the this for the adults. Hey, what what did uh <laughs> what that nigga from the four brothers tell that, for the, tell the fat dude? Sit your ass at the kitty table. <laughs> Sit your ass at the kitty table. <laughs> what's what's it, what's did I talk about? What are, we, what are we talking about? Do you okay? Do you understand the difference now between of music? Okay, do y'all understand the difference with music now? Do you understand how how far behind the curve hip hop is? Okay, on a scale of musicianship. Okay, do do y'all un- Trey? Thank you. Okay. The good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) 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 Okay. Do you understand the difference? There's a difference. Huge cat. John Williams. Star Wars. Do you understand? These, these, the music, the, listen, these guys shaped our childhood. Don't get me wrong. Hip hop helped. But you know the theme songs to these, to these, to these, to these songs. You know that, you know these songs note for note. Okay. Exactly. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? You know what's funny? When you see these soundtracks, right? It's always it's always the score, original composition, and they'll throw hip-hop a bone and be like, okay, we'll use one of you nigga tracks. It's always a hip-hop song with a sample in it. You ever notice on, on these big production uh, European movies with big budgets and shit, they have the original composition, you got the score and they'll throw your niggas a bone. Like we'll, we'll use one of you Rick Ross niggas. And we'll throw one of your songs in there. She don't even sound right next to these other songs. You understand? Y'all know, we, come on, we be in the movies and they, and they're like, oh, they put in a hip hop song in this. 
next to all the shit I just heard? Ah, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You see the difference. You hear the difference. You know hip-hop don't even belong on, the, on, the, on, the, on some of these uh, soundtracks for these movies. Are you kidding me? What are, what are we talking about? What? What's the song? Uh, Chariots, Chariots of Fire. They're running on the beach and shit. They're running in slow motion. You know what that song is. You know what movie that goes to. Okay? And they're running all slow and shit. Come oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the the redheaded stepchild of musicianship. They, they bars and beats exact man listen right what okay wait 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 okay once again let me let me say this let me reiterate my point you play what type of music do, re, do plants respond to the best what type of music what genre of music do plants respond to the best when played it ain't hip-hop What genre of music do plants respond to the best? It ain't hip hop. It's classical music. It's classical music. Okay. All right. So now let let me, wow. I've spent way too much time on this topic. Hip hop is still ingenious spending two records to create a new sound. Okay. Y'all, did, did y'all watch the Big Daddy Kane versus KRS-One versus, right? Yes? How did y'all feel when they brought out those old-ass breakdancers? For everybody in the chat that's over the age of 40, how did you feel when those old ass break dancers came out for their interlude? These niggas are in their fifties and sixties still break dancing. Are you kidding me right now? All right? Did they make you grab a piece of fucking cardboard to start spinning on your head and your on your kitchen floor? Or were you like, what the fuck are these old niggas doing out here? Get these old niggas off the stage. Nobody's breakdancing, uh, Chief. Nobody's breakdancing. Did y'all feel good when they brought them old niggas out? Yeah? No? Because I was cringing. I was cringing. Thank you, Ednice. Don't count out. Oh, no, no. Not, now Rogers is, is a monster. Oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure, for sure. Him and, and, and uh, Kashif. Kashif, you know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, no, no. All respect to, to Niles Rogers. All respect. But, but, <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 
when's the last time do you do you do you guys see your any kids out here still pop locking and break dancing and shit yes or no come on man if out if you ain't going to know these fucking black power festivals and shit are you seeing motherfuckers out here break dancing popping and locking are people still tagging trains with graffiti right because these are two of the two of the 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 two of the edicts of hip-hop right mc and dj breaking graffiti and i forget the other one right so two of your tent poles two of your foundational pieces of hip-hop uh, uh, do you see motherfuckers tagging trains and do you see motherfuckers out here pop locking and break dancing yes or no yes or no it looked horrible i was hoping the sandman got them out of here <laughs> I was nodding my head. <laughs> sure, sure you were. Sure you were. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing. Y'all better stop playing. I said, please don't fall. Right. Right. Don't do the splits. <laughs> don't do the splits. Ah, uh, wait, wait, wait. Iron Five. I was juiced when the breakers came out. I did the best when it hit the side of my head on the table. See, that'll learn you. That'll learn you. Yeah. Oh, oh, for real? I didn't know. Wow. They out. They still out here. Like, God bless them. I don't want to do. I don't want to see that shit. God bless them. I was amazed that these fifty-year-old dudes still break dancing. I. I mean, gotta keep it alive, right? Uh, okay. They just twerking zone. So y'all ain't out here seeing them like that? Because I'm not on Facebook because I don't have a Facebook account. Wait, wait. I was just secondhand embarrassed just hearing people talk about it. I didn't waste my time because I knew thanks to me. Okay, I don't care for it. I want to see Erica Badu breakdance. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Yes, I, yes, yes. And I don't want to watch that shit. I don't. I don't. I thought about the ending of I'm going to get you sucker. <laughs> it doesn't. At, thank you. Thank you for saying what needs to be said. Rap music does not age well at all. It doesn't. The The culture, you know, you can't still be wearing. Come on, man. Ghost face. Nigga, you're pushing 50. You can't be out here sagging. Come on, y'all. Come, come on, y'all. It, yeah, hip-hop is like that impetulant child that refuses to grow up. Hip-hop refuses to grow up. I don't see... All I see is gang signs be t- being tagged. I don't see, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, man. Like, I mean, it's cool. Hey, to each his own... All right, let me move on to uh to my next topic. I I forgot what the fuck I want, I want to talk about. Uh, gee, 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 gee. give me a minute. Give me a minute. What? Yeah, 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 yeah.
All right, my bad, y'all, my bad. Uh, okay, okay. Don't want to talk about first. No. Wait. What did I pick? Okay. Letitia Wright. I think Letitia Wright is in big trouble. And I don't I don't I don't mean like as in trouble like a child. I think Letitia Wright uh, Now, I don't like predicting things like this. I don't think Letitia Wright is going to be around for a very long time. Hear me out. Letitia Wright who plays uh Shuri uh Black Panther movie. She's a Brit. Uh, Paul, you, you know who she is. Um, she's a Brit. She got in trouble a few months back for her stance on anti-vaccinations and stuff like that, right? And she's very vocal about it to the point where it irked some Disney execs, right? Um, so, first things first, um, I'm worried because they go, I think she may get the Chad Bozeman treatment. Hear me out. Now, they've already said she's going to play Black Panther for the first act. So if you didn't know, it was confirmed uh, Shuri uh, in the Black in Black Panther or Wakanda Forever movie, she will, in the first act, indeed wear the Black Panther mantle. She will be Black Panther for the first act of the movie. All right. Now, what worries me uh, is because now they're just not reporting two months ago she was injured okay so let's do this let me pull up the story because it's i think it's, it's really, really jacked, jacked up that, that um they're, they're just, just not reporting, reporting this oh, i'm myself i'm a, I'm I'm a, a good looking man. man all right, right here we go, go. All, all right so black panther 2 shuts, shuts down, down right you, you guys, guys can still, still hear me correct, correct? yeah, yeah? Okay. okay uh the teacher's right injury more serious than 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 first announced now mind you this she was hurt two months ago so let's let's get into it uh black and kind of ever shut down our production temporarily the reason for the shutdown is to allow Latisha's uh right to place the child Shuri more time to recuperate from an injury she sustained on the set two months ago in boston am i fuck Hold up. Am, Am I still, still echoing? Is it still, still there? there? Hello? Hello, Hello producer. producer. Still, still echo? Is still there? Alright, how about this? Is that, Is that better? Still, still echo? Oh my gosh, woman, well, really? You suck. You're so fucking fired. Okay, let me stop the screen share. It's me. It is. I think it is me. All right, fuck it. <clears throat> oh, wait, wait. Now I can't hear myself. Ain't this bottom? Hello? No, you can't hear me, can you? Fucking garage band, man. There we go. I'm sorry. All right, we're back. Okay, yeah. She's in trouble. She got hurt two months ago. They're just not reporting it. 
Ryan Coogler has said they finished all their shots without her. They're film they're filming in, in, in Atlanta. She's still in London. I don't think she's gonna be around long. Could be a year, could be two years. I don't think she's gonna she ain't gonna fall in line. She run her mouth, she talk too much. Like, yo, sis, sit your ass the fuck down. Sit down, sis. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm worried about, I'm worried for her. Now, I normally don't get wrapped up in these people because I don't care because everything is a choice that they all made. But um, she was hurt two months ago and you just now re- they're just now reporting it. That's not good. That is not good. Okay. But she will be playing Black Panther for the first act. Now, this is where I believe they're going to give her the Chad Bozeman treatment. She's going to get this one-shot deal, and that's going to be it. We'll see. I could be wrong. All right. Um, the next uh, weird incident we have is uh, <laughs> there's a dead body found on the, the, the set of Indiana Jones. Jeez. Yo, right now, it's not cool to be on a movie set. Uh, five. Uh, so let's f- figure out who... They're in, they're in Morocco. Um, okay. Indiana Jones 5 camera department pro Nick Kupak was found dead in his hotel room in the city of Fez. The 54-year-old's cause of death has not been publicly disclosed but he is thought to have died of natural causes. Kupak, an industry veteran, has also worked on the films in the Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, and Star Wars franchises. Only recently jetted to Morocco to help find or to help film the big budget blockbuster. Ooh. Kupak's work as a grip involved helping build and maintain rigging equipment that supports cameras. Yeah, it's uh meanwhile. Uh, the seemingly cursed project has been plagued by problems from the onset of filming over the summer. Mm. At one point, Morocco had banned flights to and from the UK due to rising COVID cases. Harrison Ford. Uh, let's see. Let's see what it was. Alleged, it was supposed to set to fly to the country. And then production was halted for three months after Harrison suffered a severe shoulder injury in June. Yeah, it's it's ugly. This is ugly, ugly, ugly. So, yo, um, yeah, yo, be careful on these movie sets. If you are an extra or a grip, whatever your station on in life in the movie on the movie set, like now it's kind of open season on motherfuckers on the movie set, and I still don't see anybody getting thrown under the bus for the Alec Baldwin I know everyone's looking at the armor or the, the, the young chick as like the guilty culprit I don't see anybody really going to jail uh, if they do not for a very long time or over that so Harrison Ford is 70 how is this nigga 75 or 79 he's too old to be doing this shit he really is age 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 he's 79 years old Sit the fuck down, Harrison. Harrison Ford is 79 years old. God bless him. I mean, hey, you do what you love, right? Because if you sit down, you'll probably, that'll probably kill over, you know? Like, I know old guys like that, that once they stop working, they'll just die. So, 
motherfucker 79 years old um oh my final topic does, it, does anybody watch bmf i know i'm not the only one that watches bmf is anybody watching bmf is anybody current uh up to speed uh on bmf 50 cent this we can all thank 50 cent for another crime drug filled drama urban setting with black people killing and selling drugs to each other is anyone everyone's caught up on 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 bmf what you're not what what premium come on bro it's cool you watch it too hey faith hey 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 man thank you vodka what in the fuck wait a minute wait 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 i'm gonna get to it this is disturbing you don't watch you don't watch bmf mario doesn't watch bmf yo so in the latest episode look here's my thing like normally it's becoming more and more common but it used to be pretty rare to see on child on screen deaths of children right now um damn hey what movie did we just see there's killing kids and shit what movie did we did we go see not too long ago and they was killing kids on, on screen it wasn't it wasn't Halloween was it no it was one movie I was like damn they're killing kids on screen like that's it was antlers remember when the daddy jumped the bully and and then we're sitting there watching um what we was watching the room eight we're watching alien we're watching AVP and the chest burst come through so rarely on screen child deaths are not really shown on camera like that right now it's becoming kind of the norm to show children getting killed on screen still kind of like uh gotta be careful with the ratings right so this last episode of bmf this nigga lamar oh let me pull this down this dude is on a killing spree ends up stabbing uh, a, a young teen uh, it was is Meech's little sister her little boyfriend because he's out for revenge and he stabs his kid twice in the gut and I'm just like come on man like this shit's going too fucking far I like 50 I'm a fan of 50 but I don't like this urban genre of crime that's being propagated to us like the only things we can look forward to are like crime you know novelizations and, and film and shit so watching that boy get killed on camera i'm like this is sending a bigger message subconsciously to to those that are just weak like that and black life ain't worth shit black male life ain't worth shit this nigga done killed his homie this nigga kept singing, you can't stop the rain. You can't stop the rain. And he's, he killed this homie. Like his number, his ace boom coon. He killed this nigga. Right. And he killed the, stabbed the boy up twice in the gut. And I'm just like, oh, hell to the gnaw. You know what I'm saying? Ryan, what's happening, bro? What is up? And uh, this is disturbing. Okay. Snowfall. That's right. This show, a little girl gets shot. 
He and he twisted the knife. Thank you, Vodka. He, yeah, he hit him and he twisted the knife. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. It's not good. This is not. I think the last thing we we need to be showing to each other is our young people getting killed on screen. You can kill them off screen. It's one thing to kill somebody off screen because you really can't see it and you let your imagination go. But to see it on screen, it it just to me it reinforces, man, this, the the life of melanated people ain't worth shit. Now it's you're killing the young folk on camera. You know what I'm saying? I that's to me was a bit much. I was like, come on, someone didn't say, hey, you need to cut this out. You didn't need to show this. Didn't need to show this. But that's I guess that's my opinion. Maybe I'm I'm turning into an old fogey. At this point, I'm just, I'm a crotchety old man through the grapevine. I watched the BMF. I mean, it's a, I'm, it's a decent show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just, ah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was bad. So I can't even, I can't even imagine what, uh, oh Yeah. That's right. When the younglings, but you didn't see the younglings get cut down though, per se. They, like I said, once again, you saw Anakin flick the lightsaber. What are you doing, Master Anakin? And then you saw him take us, but you never see. They don't be showing the little. Mm. Like remember all the backlash AVP got because they showed the, the chest burst to come out the little boy's chest. A lot of white parents were upset at that. People forget short memories. Okay, so for the most part. They don't like their children being shown getting killed on on screen. And I think we should be the same way as well. But that's just my opinion. It bothered me watching that scene, you know. So, I don't know. I guess that's me. Yeah, The Walking Dead made killing kids not a big deal. Fuck yeah, right? Oh, Sister Chelsea Handler, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, just came out the same time they approved uh, the V for. F- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I want a thousand more black cowboy westerns. And okay, Erica, thank you for. I forgot. The harder they fall. <sighs> okay, Erica's not gonna like me for this one. The harder they fall. Um, Netflix, produced by Jay Z. And uh, Will Smith's buddy, James Lasseter, right? Not not the James Lasseter from Pixar. No, it's a, that's, a, that's a white guy, older white guy. James Lasseter, I believe, is Will Partner's produce, production partner on Overbrook. So Jay-Z and James Lasseter got together and wanted to shoot a black Western. That's great. The I, I guess the one obvious glaring good thing for the casting is they cast Delroy Lindell as, as Bass Reeves. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect casting. Like Delroy Lindell does not get enough flowers. This nigga has been in every fucking movie as the evil old uncle grandfather. You know what I'm saying? Like I like, I hated him in Crooklyn cause I was like, this guy doesn't want to do what he's, he, but I, I felt it. He wanted to be a musician and his craft and shit. And of course he was, Okay, so yeah, Crooklyn. I didn't. I had a problem with Crooklyn because it showed the black man as inept. Um, didn't want to take responsibility for his family, placing all the 
the weight and the burden on the mother, and then she got sick and died of cancer. Okay, I'm off. Delroy Lindo, perfect cast for Bass Reeves and The Harder They Fall. I like seeing black folk on horses. We all know the, the Rough Riders, the Buffalo Soldiers, the Deadwood Dicks. I yes, I'm into black cowboyism. I'm I'm a fan of black cowboys. We know black cowboys, baddest motherfuckers on horses. We get it. 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 All right. So you got Jonathan Majors is always puts in a fucking he puts his foot in every fucking role he plays. Like I knew this guy was gonna be a star off that one movie with John Goodman, the space movie, with him and the guy that plays the RZA from the Wu Tang series. So they were playing brothers, right? It was this, this, the, the, the sci-fi flick with John Goodman. I forget. I knew this gives. I knew this. I knew they were the breakout stars. You just knew it was their time. Just give it time. Okay. So Jonathan Majors is uh, Nat Buck. No, babe. What's his name? Nat Love. Nat Love. Nat Love. Got the Nat Love gang. Um, oh, so many things were wrong with this movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this shit apart. So just bear with me. Um. <laughs> uh, you had Idris Elba He's Rufus Black You had uh, What's her name Regina King As What was her name Trudy I don't know what the fuck her name was. Trudy With the horrible New Orleans accent Horrible It was horrible Right Like listen I know some new, I, knew, I know some women from New Orleans She didn't do their accent No justice Okay, I know some women from Louisiana. I know some Creole women from Louisiana. Stay away from them. They're dangerous. Bad for your health. All that good stuff. Uh, and then you had the, 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 um, the rest of them are either British or, or Nigerian or something. The one guy, Darwin, he played Darwin in the X-Men movie years ago. He's on uh, Nat's team. And then you had the young kid. What was his name? Babe, Jim Bush, Bush South Bushworth? The, the, kid, the quick draw kid quick draw they call him Jim quick the quick draw kid the kid oh my god so many so many white western tropes in this movie we're gonna get into this shit hold up so many white western tropes in this movie and then on on the other side um he had mums right the guy that played mums on, on Oz this shit has been sitting in in the can for years mums been dead for how long Mums from from Oz. He was a slam poet. Come on, y'all know the fat little little fat dark skinned dude with the beard. Mums, he been dead for how long? I, I want somebody to kind of back up what I'm saying, right? Let me just say the money they made off that they gonna make it <laughs> three more. <laughs> ah, and Zazzy Beats is in this. Zazzy Beats plays what? What's her name? Mary. I don't know. Zazzy Beats. Lakeith Stanfield, he plays uh, Wild Bill Cherokee, right, on, on, on Idris' team. Um, but somebody, quote, correct me, how, how long has Mums been dead? The movie was good. No, the fuck it wasn't, but okay. Okay. How, how, how long has, has Mums been dead for, y'all? Someone help me out. Mums. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Her accent was perfectly shit. Listen, I don't want to get stabbed, but I know a New Orleans accent. I knew I know a Louisiana accent when I hear it. That was forced. But hey, let me let me get into it. He said I thought it was a Jamaican accent, nigga. What? 
Oh, yo, the Pepper Mill in Vegas. I know what that's at. I love that, the Pepper Mill. The restaurant lounge. That's my favorite spot when I go to Vegas. That's what's up. But Mums, how long has Mums been dead? A couple of years. That's how long this movie's been sitting in a can. You know why a movie sits in the can that long? Because the studios don't have faith in it. Now I'm going to, I, now I get to talk my shit about how this TV film thing goes, okay? So if your project makes it out of development hell and actually gets made, then they look to, uh, anywhere between 12 to 36 months into the future and say, hey, where can we put this on our, on our table to release this thing? Huh? He's been dead. He died in March 2021. Okay. So that means they filmed this thing a year prior. So this thing was done 2020, maybe 2019, late night, late 2019, early 2020. This movie's been done in the can production done uh, effects done in the can, in the can done. So they look and say, where can we put this movie? It's just like the music business fourth quarter for the big dogs. First quarter means we're not going to make much. We don't have much faith in it. Let's just put it out there to cut our losses. Okay, and if they can't put it out, thank God for Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu. So now they can sell it to streaming services and sell it to streaming services and let the streaming services deal with it. Okay, so that means because without even knowing the details of this shit, that means no studio, even with Jay Z's backing and James Lasseter's uh, 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 you know name, the studio couldn't find a slot to release this thing in the, in the major thing. This thing would have flopped. In the theaters. Okay. I'm about to school some of y'all. This thing would have flopped in the theaters. I don't give a fuck what quarter you put this thing in. I like Idris, but guess what? Idris is not a major draw. I'm sorry. Did you go see the Dark Tower? I love Idris. Idris is my is one of my top three movie stars behind Clooney and Pitt. Okay? George Clooney, Brad Pitt, in any order, Idris Elba. I love Idris. Idris can do no wrong except be no nation. But I, I, I'm, I'm getting Idris Elba is not a major draw. Once again, did any of y'all go see the Dark Tower? And it's still in theaters. That's what's up. Okay. Good, 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 good. The Dark Tower was good to me. I have not seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. Okay. So now what we have with the streaming. So they have POV, POV release dates. So the windows for movies being released has been, it used to be 90 days, 90 day window. Now it's down to 60 day windows. Now it's standard 45 days. So now movies will get released either on same day POV or PVOV or, or have a 45 day window, uh, like uh black window, black widow. That's why Scarlett was so fucking pissed. Contract got restructured afterwards. She sued them. They gave her $10 million to shut her up. But Black Widow, but Scarlett was mad because she said, y'all released it on the same day with the streaming. Y'all cut into my movie sales because she thought it was going to gross a billion dollars. No, bitch. Nobody's going to come out to see Black Widow like that. Maybe five years ago when when your character mattered. But so now movies, if they don't have faith in it, uh, if they don't have if they don't have a, uh, you know, a pre-selected release date in whatever quarter, typically third or fourth quarters is your big dogs. All right. So they'll give you a 45 day window. Then it goes to PVOV streaming, or they'll do a same release day and date. Like Halloween came out on P- 
Peacock and in theaters at the same time. Okay, this movie, thank God for Netflix. This movie would have bombed, still would have bombed. Okay, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying this movie would not have done well if it had a sole release date in the theaters. There's no, no, you cannot sit here and tell me after you watch that movie, yeah, the thing would have made, you know, $30 million in its first weekend out. No. So now let's get into it. Um, Rufus Black. And I'm, I'm going to get to the twist. At the end of the movie, Rufus Black tells, so the whole time, Nat Love is, is tracking Rufus Black. Rufus Black is in Arizona prison. Then the, the warden frees him and his gang to, to go find some evil Confederate soldiers that killed a bunch of people for, for silver. Okay, so then Rufus has a town called Redwood that he left to his partner, played by uh, Dean Cole, right? And then they got... They, they, oh, so Nat Love robs robbers. They rob robbers. So they robbed uh Rufus Black's money, his 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 the crimson hoods, whatever, right? <sighs> Jeez. Um Rufus Black gets out, reunited with his team, go to Redwood to go get his city back, take it back from his partner, his former partner, Dean Cole, right? Here's what Rufus Black does to his own people in Redwood. He levies a tax. He levies a tax on his town of black people. One black man says, uh, they say, well, how much is this tax that we have to have to give to you? He says, I need $50,000. The town treasurer is like, I can maybe get us 15. And that's in, that's if everybody squeezes a nickel together. One black man says, I got a family. I can't afford to give you taxes. Those taxes are too high. Rufus then says, you're an enemy to progress and then shoots him dead. Let's continue. The first white Western trope we have is Jim. I call him quick draw. The young, the young gun swears he's the fastest gun in the West, right? He's always drawing his pistols and playing with his pistols and shit. Pistol, 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 pistol. All the pistol play, all the twirly, twirly, twirly shit, right? He's like, yeah, if I see Cherokee Bill, uh, you know, I'm fast in Cherokee Bill. So this whole build up, the one thing that I cared about the most was the showdown between Quick Draw and fucking Cherokee Bill. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is like, this is like Tombstone. Johnny Ringo, hey, I'm quick, the quickest draw cowboy out in this motherfucker. Here comes, you know, Doc Holliday. Hey, I'm pretty quick too. I'll be your Huckleberry, right? Second white trope, the quick and the dead. The quick and the dead. Y'all don't remember this movie? The quick and the, quick and the dead with Sharon Stone and, and Gene Hackman and young Leo. Leo thought, I'm quick. I'm quicker than the old man. And they, he squares off against Gene Hackman and pop, right? Gene, <laughs> young man, the young man actually got him. Clipped Gene in the neck. And then Gene popped Leo in the chest. And Leo says, damn, that was fast. Drops dead. That's the two white tropes, two Western white tropes in this black cowboy movie. Ugh! So this whole time I'm looking for the fucking get down between 
So the first time, Quick Draw was like, hey, man, I'm right here. I practiced this speech all day waiting for you. And then and then Bill Cherokee was like, I'm on some, on some Zen shit. Like, oh, no, 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 there's nothing can be gained from this. I have nothing to prove. Uh, I'm the Zen master. Ah, has all these fucking soliloquies and monologues and shit before people get killed and shit. Ah! So, Bay, what was the other Western trope? Get in here. I'm cooking tonight. I'm cooking tonight. Once again, these are my opinions, my thoughts. Do not let me sway you. Just go see it. Like, go to Netflix and go see it because, because it needs support. Okay? But I'm a movie buff. And if I see things wrong, if pacing, pacing was bad. The pacing of this movie was bad. And then Trudy's backstory. Yeah, when I was little, uh, Tracy made fun of my sister who had polio and threw an apple and hit her in the head. And my daddy whipped me. And my daddy went over to the house and saw Mary dead with her throat slit. And my daddy came back home. Didn't say nothing to me. What the fuck? What? What? What was that? That ain't the... Ugh. Zazzy Beats is, is, is Rufus I'm not, is Nat Love's on again off again girlfriend they send her into the damn town to scan out to get the lay of the land because they're about to go in there and go rob this shit so then Rufus kidnaps uh, uh, his girlfriend uh, Zazzy Beats and then tells the guys y'all got to go rob this white bank I need 30 huh right rob this white bank to 30 grand to save this woman and then Cuffy Cuffy. So you got the little dyke. You got the little stud. Okay, that's it. Is, come on, man. Let's say what it Cuffy with a little stud. Cuffy used to work at the at the at the club with, with she was like the little bouncer, right? Cuffy the little stud. They they put her in a dress. She, and her and, and and Nat go rob the white bank. Mysteriously make it out the fucking white bank. This white listen, the town is so white. I don't mean people. I mean the buildings. Everything is white. It even said in the title card, a white town. Are you fucking kidding me, my nigga? Are you kidding me right now? It it literally says a white town in the title card. So they robbed this white, this, and, and, and everything inside the bank. I mean, the buildings, the, the town is lily white. It's pristine white, okay? It's alabaster white, okay? They somehow miraculously wake, make it out, uh, uh, Okay, when they're robbing the bank, she's trying to pull out the fucking gun because they made her put on a skirt, take off a little hat. Now she's like a little girl. Now she look like she like a little stud in the dress, trying to be a girl. Whatever. They get out. They get the money. They go to the town for the for the third act. Did I miss anything? Am I missing anything? No. Okay. Uh. So the so uh Rufus's former friend, the former sheriff of Redwood, comes to help Bass. And, and Nat and his team, they all go to fucking Redwood for the third act. So here we go. We get to the motherfucking, the only showdown I give a fuck about is motherfucking Cherokee Bill versus the Young Quick Draw. So Young Quick Draw says, okay, on the count of five. So he's like one, or he's like five. And he pulls out a, gun, a bullet and puts a bullet in with Cherokee's name carved into it. Four. And he's playing around the three. Shoots nigga in the face. What? 
the nigga in the cheek. No. So you mean to tell me I sat here for two hours on the only subplot that I give a fuck about is the young kid seeing how quick he, and he gets shot in the cheek loading a bullet with Cherokee's name. So Cherokee lived up to his name. This guy shoots people in the back. He shoots people. The, the story goes that Cherokee likes to shoot people in the back. He, but he's so quick on the draw. Man, I was so fucking done with this fucking. Uh, uh, okay, let's, 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 let's continue. Shoot out, shoot, shoot. Everybody gets shot. Shot the fuck up. The fight between uh, Zazzy and, 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 and Trudy. You know, cat fight. It was decent. You know what I mean? I thought she killed her, but I guess she didn't kill her at the end. But, uh, okay. Um, homeboy that played Darwin in the X-Men movie, the, the sniper guy, he gets shot in the back by fucking Cherokee. So as Wild Bill Cherokee gets ready to draw, here come, here's Cuffy. You, you didn't shot him in the back. You, you a snake-ass coward. What? So she gets the low, she pulls her fucking... Sh- her shirt back, her get ready to draw down, and, and they're about to do this, right? I'm like, wait a minute, come on, wait a minute, come on, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you you about to have this? <laughs> Jesus Christ! So it's Wild Bill versus the little stud Cuffy. They draw. Cuffy shoots him, gets him, gets the shoots him in the fucking neck. He, you know, he's. He's shot in the neck, he's staggering and shit, he's bleeding out, you know. You know how these motherfuckers get stabbed in the neck and still want to walk around and shit, and then he walks past her. What, what's she say? Butchie was still, was still faster. What? This nigga walks out, falls the fuck out. Oh, my God. Rufus kills his partner, shoots the bag with dynamite, blows him the fuck up. So now we get to uh, Rufus. And 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 Nat, Nat's sitting at a, at a, at a, in a corner at a, at a desk and a, and a table, desk chair. Bass Reeves tells uh, Nat, "Hey man, be careful going in there." He goes up in there, so now he's confronting Rufus. He's like, "Hey man, draw, get your guns and, and, and face me, man. Come on, get the, pick up the guns and face me." So then, Idris, you know, Rufus goes in the store. You, you know, my father. You know, so. He tells the story of his father. His father beat his mother. Uh, what? Beat her to death. He left. Left him alone. Left him. So Rufus's daddy goes to make a whole new life with another family. Has a new wife. Has a, a, a new kid. In the beginning of the movie, Rufus walks in, played by My- and Michael Beach is the daddy. Michael Beach from... Uh, um, Aquaman he played Black Manta's daddy he's like oh no and then so Rufus sits everybody at the table the son and and the wife shoots the wife uh, and, and then shoots the de- shoots Michael Beach and then carves the the the, the, the cross in, in, the, in the little boy's head fast forward towards the end of this movie he said like, you know why I ca- you know why I gave you that scar so I know your eyes when you come when you come when you come back for me come to find out Rufus's daddy was Nat's daddy. The same daddy that Rufus shot in the beginning of the movie when Nat was a little kid. They were brothers. He says, you ain't a love, you a buck. Now come take your revenge. Come get your revenge. <laughs> so he finally shoots, shoots him, shoots him dead, pumps him full of, shoots him six times, pumps him full of lead. So 
So they, so <laughs> so they bury they bury Rufus as Nat Love. So Nat Love is no longer Nat Love is dead. Now it's Nat Buck. I guess he's gonna take the Buck name. Buried he buried Quick Draw McGraw and motherfucking Darwin. Everybody go their separate ways and shit. And as they ride off, him and Zassy ride off together. Bass Reeves goes off somewhere else, and then you see Trudy holding her skirt. Cause she didn't, she, I guess she did. She, she apparently she survived. So I guess she's going to be following them and wanting her revenge and shit. Nigga, that's your fucking movie. Yes. The shooters, John Wayne. He's dying of cancer. Yeah. That is the harder they fall. I'm a little tipsy i will i think she put too much how much patron did you put in this she put in more patron than she was supposed to she trying to snake me and and get me whatever um go it's on netflix go see it because of course we need to support you know black movies and shit but there's a whole lot of things wrong with this fucking movie man and only because the whole i'm with the skin folk kin folk thing go see this movie because there's if i'd have paid money to see this in the theater i'd be pissed I'm going to cut this up tomorrow and post this review I just did on the movie review channel. Am I going to see Eternal? Yes. And it's, 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 it's getting pounded in the, in, the, in the reviews. And I'm here for it. Good. Fuck Marvel. I'm so happy this movie is failing miserably. Marvel, get, I mean, Marvel gets away with too much shit. I'm so happy this movie is failing failing miserably i'm here for it i'm here for it so there's your heart harder they the harder they fall like i said i'm <laughs> yeah yeah it's oh my god y'all <laughs> but you know what i like the twist don't get me wrong didn't know what exactly exactly <laughs> when you pass <laughs> that's not funny Nick it's like on blame hell yeah it's always gotta blame the wife who else I'm gonna blame I don't have a dog or a cat to blame you know but um yeah I'm I'm that's that's it y'all I, I'm a <laughs> I'm gonna wrap this up <laughs> thank y'all for <laughs> your time and energy and those that donated tonight. Uh, <laughs> this was fun. So I'll come back tomorrow after we go see the, see the, uh, uh, the, the, the Eternals. <sighs> shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little sauced up right now. Yeah. You put way too much, Don't don't sit here and say this was the usual. Eva, no, she put way too much in here. Though that's the drink from Jackie Brown. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yo, Antlers was good. Antlers was a great, great movie. Haitian. Fa- if you don't like Antlers, bro, I don't know, man. That was a good fucking movie. I I loved Antlers. I felt so bad for the little the little boy. Oh my god! I, you actually believe that he was I, he was fucked up. I was just like, oh my god, this kid. Someone, you know, feed him and 
give him a shower and give him some clothes and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, the movie review channel, it's, uh, super slot 75 movie, movie breakdowns. Yeah. I, it ain't hard to find. Um, with that being said, if you do me guys, a, a, do me a solid, hit the like button on your way out as, uh, as I read the, the, the opening, the closing speech, heavily flawed vid, uh, individual, on On The Wake Up Radio on the www.onthewakeupradio.com 24 365 my producer Cindy Ashby replay is always found on SoundCloud Stitcher Google Apple Podcasts iTunes Spotify iHeartRadio Google Play and, and uh, Anchor for the replays um, so yeah I will be back tomorrow we're gonna trash eternal I told my wife it's gonna be it's gonna be trash even like a month before I was like this shit is gonna be trash so I'm glad Marvel is getting their asses whooped on this movie good good that being said, love and like y'all. Have a good night. Peace.